0: Wandering Jono at Stories That Matter Studios. I'm Nance Haxton, and this is The Streets of Your Town. The podcast that takes you on an audio journey highlighting a different slice of Australian life each episode. Buckle up to meet a great array of ordinary, everyday, incredible Australians. This podcast is brought to you by DM Podcasts, part of Diamantina Media, with more than 25 million downloads for a range of shows such as The Batuta Advocate and Chat 10 Looks 3. Australian singer extraordinaire Katie Noonan is refusing to let the COVID-19 pandemic get in the way of her dreams. This incredibly prolific musician has produced 20 albums and won five arias for her endlessly innovative body of work. Her creativity knows no bounds, from leading the Queensland Music Festival as artistic director to putting a jazz spin on 80s classics in her last album, The Sweetest Taboo. Now Katie is giving audiences the chance to hear indigenous songs and newly commissioned Australian music alongside late Renaissance and Baroque masterpieces as part of the eclectic repertoire of her new Australian vocal ensemble, or Are They? I was lucky enough to speak to Katie in a break from final rehearsals before Aave's debut in Brisbane on Saturday April 10 before touring around the country in September. Katie Noonan, thank you so much for joining us on Streets of Your Town. My pleasure. One of the best songs ever, so I'm very glad to be on a podcast of this name. Oh, absolutely. I mean, this is this is where the inspiration for it came from, Katie. I was walking through Brisbane and it came with the rhythm of walking along the brisbane river and i was thinking what is this next stage of my life going to be and that's when streets of your town podcast was born so
1: thank you for noticing that hang out with grant quite a bit and uh he used to you know we used to hang out at Rick's bar quite a bit in the valley together and he'd come to some of our early george gigs and we even um were able to uh record with him so that was incredibly special
0: you sending me messages, and I don't know how to stop. And it just shows how busy you are at this point, Katie, which is a beautiful thing. It's my bandmates, Fiona
1: (laughs) and Andy, who just got in, going, "Oh, we're in Brisbane. We're just gonna go get some food." Blah blah blah. (laughs) So um, Fiona's just flown from Perth, and thank goodness she got a. She's already got an exemption. um, Oh, brilliant! Because she's in WA. Yes. Pretty hardcore. And then Andy and David are from Sydney, so they weren't too worried. I mean, everyone was worried in the lockdown, but um, because Brisbane did so well, we're, we're here. We're Truly.
0: Yes. Katie, this is amazing. I've got to say, I think it is probably the definition of optimism to be starting a new <laughs> arts institution course, as you or are. Pens- or just sort of. Obstinate stupidity or something. <laughs> in the midst know. of the pandemic. But uh, yeah. tell us about Ave. It sounds like this yeah. has been a dream of yours for quite some time.
1: It, it, yeah, yeah, it has been. Look, since I was a little girl, singing in my school choir um, at St. Joseph's, at Martyr Day in St. John's Wood, and then at St. Joseph's in Ash Grove. And then at Stewart Home, where I was lucky enough to be in a really sort of clever uh, small vocal ensemble, I have just loved singing with other singers. And you know, I sing with my brother. Well, I sang with my brother in my band, George, for over ten years. My family—we pretty much sang all the time. My mum is an opera singer and taught singing from home. My dad was a jazz crooner. My brother and I were in a band together. You know, so I love making sounds with other voices. I think it's integral to the human experience. And I think we come into the world singing. Some may call it screaming, but I call it singing. That's usually the mother and the baby at once. Um, And then, you know, homes used to have pianos in them and pianolas and and radios and the wireless. and, And also we all pretty much used to go to mass every Sunday and we'd sing together. And so I think it, it really is an integral part of being human, and I miss it, and I think we all miss it actually. So I've been wanting to sing with singers who are amazing for many years, and I thought a vocal quartet is sort of there's something special about a quartet, it's a very intimate setup, there's nowhere to hide, everyone is their own. You know, instrument like
0: that's right, instrument. especially a cappella, absolutely nowhere to hide. Yeah, mm-hmm. I didn't
1: actually realize how hard it was until we did it. <laughs> I was like, Oh, this is really hard. Crap, there's no, there's nothing to rely on other than our inner pitch and our voices. And so, I spent a long time studying the voices that we have here and landed on these three who were just so wonderful and all also amazing musicians so there are good singers around but there are good singers who aren't particularly great musicians possibly and we're doing all new works they're very tricky they're not easy so um you know andrew is a um he's also an organist so he like can do all the limbs at once you know left right left right hands left right feet (laughs) Um, you know, David's done a PhD specialising in, um, leader and Fiona has, you know, been one of my favourite singers for over two decades and she's a true mezzo in that she has that beautiful, warm, creamy thing, but then she can go really high as well. So yeah, it's sort of the dream band.
0: This emphasis on new repertoire as well. That sounds like this is very important part of Aave.
1: Yeah. I'm very passionate about celebrating. Well, first of all, I'm a fiercely proud Queensland artist, so I think we make world-class art here, whether it be the punk writing of, you know, Ed Cooper and the Saints or Pineapples from the Dawn of Time or, you know, Savage Garden, Powderfinger, Kate Miller, Key, Busby Maroo, Emma Louise through to you know, obviously very fine composers that we have here and writers and poets. I've sort of, my father is a writer and a journalist and my mum's an opera singer, so I guess I've always been pretty obsessed with Australian literature and poetry. And my mum's not into new music at all. She's quite traditional. She likes classical, you know, romantic. That's her sort of shtick and Baroque as well. Everyone, I think everyone loves Baroque in some way. But, yeah, I wanted I want to celebrate our cultural identity and so I was thinking about who are the living writers who really do sum up what it is to be a Queenslander and I couldn't go past David Malouf, who, you know, I remember reading Jono years ago, maybe at school or maybe at uni, but reading his poems, I've seen his operas, I've seen Voss, I've seen yeah, the other opera he did, I can't remember, that he wrote the libretto for. So and he's still with us, and he's coming to the concert. Which is oh, very brilliant.
0: brilliant! So, um,
1: yeah. So, I want to celebrate Queensland writing, and then I've commissioned twelve composers, half of whom are from Queensland as well. So, it's got a very strong Queensland DNA.
0: And also, I noticed, uh, of course, the emphasis on Indigenous First Nations voices. Can you yeah. explain that and the importance of that as well?
1: Basically, I love language. I love language i love hearing it i just love it and um, i just uh, my last the record before the sweetest taboo was an album called the glad tomorrow which was celebrating uduru Nunnuckles' writing who's one of my favorite writers otherwise known as kath walker absolutely and, and mm. the Ujuru, Ujuru means paperbark uh which is the you know there's so many paperbarks over on Minjeri Bar on north Strati. and in that project i really wanted to hear the poems in language And so I reached out to her great-granddaughter, Kalina, and Kalina spoke the poems in language. And that was a big responsibility for her, and we took her on the road with the Australian String Quartet around Australia, and a lot of people had said they'd never heard language, which was amazing. And just to hear it just spoken is so beautiful, and it is just so imbued with millennia, you know, of, of... spirituality and connection to this country so whenever making anything i wanted to have a connection to our first nations family here and i'm very very i deeply wish that we had a treaty with our first nations people i think until we have that we can't really i don't think we can heal as a nation um and and i've read the uluru statement from the heart and i think it's a beautiful and the macarata ideal and it's a It's a beautiful thing. So anyway, so we're doing some J.S. Bach and Bach was very Christian and and very, very spiritual. And we're doing a chorale, which is very simple. So this is the kind of thing that we'd all sing at Mass every Sunday. And he was a Lutheran, I would, I would imagine, in German in the 17th century, probably, or early 18th century. So we've picked a really simple Bach chorale that anyone can sing, honestly. But we have met up with our local mob where we all live. So I met with a Gubby Gubby traditional owner and, and we basically were doing in the language of where we live. So I'll be singing in Gubby Gubby, Fiona will be singing in Noongar and David and Andrew will be singing in Gadigal language. But then I'd also love to work with more First Nations composers. I worked with William on the last one, William Barton, um, but I'm, I want to find out more about more First Nations composers, particularly Queensland ones. And every, sh- every concert we're going to, you know, do our very best efforts to connect with the local mob and have a musical welcome to country. So for our debut next Saturday, we're going to have wonderful Shannon Musker and David Williams. Shannon's from this part of the world. He's connected to about five mobs around here. And then David is a Waka Waka musician, so a bit further north near Rocky, I think. Yeah, so that's sort of feeling really nice and getting the permission to speak that language and to sing. It feels nice to be breathing ancient language into ancient music. Yeah.
0: And it sounds like you're reconnecting, as you mentioned before, but reconnecting, People with voice as well, not just the, your singers and and the group that yeah. you've created. That that that's uh, it's just an interesting time that we're living through. I think, Katie, isn't it? there's a confluence of all those things happening?
1: Yeah, well, I reckon everyone that can talk can sing. I'm a big fan of a big kumbaya, <laughs> and I reckon that nothing is more beautiful than people singing together. And even when we're at you know the state of origin or whatever, and we sing the anthem. We sound amazing, you know, and that's not a very good song, to be honest. Like, you know, it's not bad, but it's not amazing. So the idea is that it, a little bit tricky at the moment because of masks, so we're not allowed, you know, singing with a mask is quite tricky and at the moment all our audience will have to be masked next weekend. But the long-term goal is to work with community choirs at every gig and have them sing with us and have the audience sing with us. So that also we just get rid of that stuffiness of classical stuff. Like I just find it so strange how classical musicians often just walk on and they just play. They don't talk. They don't really engage with their audience. It's this very sort of serious, austere, kind of cold and not welcoming vibe. Not everyone, of course, but um, I'm not into that at all. I like keeping it super relaxed and just sort of you know let's chat and let's sing together and
0: yeah so there'll be an album as well coming after this performance yes so we're recording this week (laughs) um yes
1: so we're recording seven of the pieces this week we're still waiting for two that haven't been
0: written yet um one of them is mine, by the way. I haven't quite <laughs> finished mine. Is um, that optimism coming through again, Katie? It's wonderful. Yeah, I will do
1: it. I will do it soon. I just, I've basically been. This has been my little baby. I've been doing this all on my own. So fundraising, doing all the, just sort of everything. Um, yes. So that's been difficult. Um, but you've got a dream big and I've had amazing support from three incredible philanthropists, Tim Fairfax, Philip Bacon and Justice Anthony Philipides, who basically said, I believe in what you're doing. I'm going to put my money where my mouth is and, and support you, which has been incredible, which means I can get these singers and fly them here and do it properly and make the record. And we have a partnership with Griffith Uni Queensland Conservatorium as well. So they're giving us some studio time and...
0: And taking you back to your roots in that sense too, Katie, going back to the con for the big concert.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to be opening the piece with a Stephen Leake piece and Stephen's one of my favourite composers and I actually sang him in high school. I sang him at the Opera House when I was 15, I think, or 16. And um, I remember it clearly. It was a piece called Across the Pool and it had a top D. That's why I remember it because that's bloody high. And, um... (laughs) Stephen is one of the world leaders in, in interest in choral singing and music and, and direction. And so we're going to open the piece with his. And that building I had my first composition lesson with him 25 years ago when I was 18. So it would be this beautiful full circle moment um, going back to when I first really had my mind blown by his sort of
0: approach to composing. Oh, that uh, is beautiful. And 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 also commending the philanthropists behind you because I think really it is a crisis time in many ways for the arts at the moment, isn't it? The pandemic has has hit the arts particularly hard. I could not have picked our worst time in the known universe to start a freaking <laughs> new thing.
1: Like the ones that are established are freaking out. So, But I just sort of obstinately went, this feels right. It's meant to be. I'm still going to do it. And Thankfully, we do have some incredible philanthropists mm. in Queensland, um, namely those three. I mean, Tim Fairfax, his family have a you know, long history of supporting arts, particularly in Queensland and Northern Territory and particularly in regional Australia and particularly with First Nations at the forefront of their priorities, which is to be so deeply admired. So, yeah, it's it's amazing that we've had that support, but we're kind of in this chicken-egg thing because you can't get major organisation, like, org funding from Arts Queensland or Australia Council until you've existed for a certain period of time. And then they're only open once every four years, So, and when they are open, it is so highly contestable. I mean, only one arts organisation in Queensland got it in the last Osco four-year funding round last year and that was Q Music so there was and they don't commission any new works or really to be honest pay musicians much at all they're (laughs) a sort of they're they're basically a conference that's their conference and an awards thing which is so important and amazing but it's a little sad that one organisation in Queensland got major multi-million dollar, multi-year funding and it's not about new works or mm. um, providing, you know, paid work for musicians or composers. So, well,
0: good on them even more for just um, having that leap of faith and enabling you yeah. to create this beautiful, you know, the, the, a first for Australia, this wonderful yeah. classical and so ensemble.
1: So we got an Australia Council new work grant which mm. paid for the composers. I got that a couple of years ago. Australia Council has been amazing at supporting my various projects of commissioning new works. So I'm so grateful to them um I've been very lucky. I mean last year I spent my whole life basically writing arts grants because once I'd gotten over the deep sort of, to be honest, trauma of lost income through internet, uh, Two international tours cancelled, multiple national tours, you know, all the schamozzle that we're all in. I'm no different to anyone else. Um, once that sort of stress and also as the main financial provider for a family of four, once that sort of subsided, I just put my big girl pants on and went, Oh well, you just gotta knuckle in and write lots of grants and I wrote forty seven.
0: Holy do I've written one and been exhausted for days, so Good on you. <laughs> yeah, you get better at I mean, that was everything from like five hundred bucks to you know,
1: a big one. And I got my first Arts Queensland grant. I've never got one before. Uh, so I'm putting on a new festival called Sunshine Sounds in four weeks. As well, up on Gubby Gubby Country where I live in New So that was that's awesome. Like so I honestly must just say I must commend Minister Leanne Enoch and Arts Queensland for really creating a good suite of grants that really helped the Queensland sector. I think they did an amazing job Um, and I got one of them and it was a big grant, 80 grand, and it's all going to the artists in four weeks in their pockets, which is where they need it. Oh,
0: and look, Katie, kudos to you two for continually reinventing yourself. Truly uh, looking over your incredible resume, 20 albums and I think seven... Was it ARIA Awards? Oh uh, no, five. Five. Oh. We went. We went. So five yeah, ARIA yeah. Awards. <laughs> but but uh, I mean, even when I think of the sweetest taboo, and how that came out, just uh, sort of as the pandemic really started, that it was weird. the accompaniment for us through That's that just, time. I can tell you, a bit of eighties yeah. uh, reminiscing with with a beautiful new take on it all, and. Oh, that
1: was really fun to make. And to be mm. honest, that album kept me sane for the first few weeks when all the shit was hitting the fan. I was yeah. like, well, I've got to keep busy, i got to mix, I've got to finish the artwork, I've got to master, i got to do all this stuff. It just, I remember, I remember actually it was the state election. Was it the state election? Yes. And yeah. so I was like, I'm not going to a polling booth, are you bonkers? <laughs> you know, so I was mixing and trying to ring all day to the, you know, calling booth people just to say, look, you know, my father's 86, I'm not going to risk this. Um, so, and then I got through and they said, oh, no, phone, um, was it, phone voting shut at midday. And I was like, oh, and where was that on anything? <laughs> and they were like, oh, well, I don't know. So anyway, I couldn't vote. Because I'd left it too late apparently. But I remember that day I was in the studio mixing and it was just good to have something to keep me busy. Yeah, um, but it was weird. I haven't toured it. I haven't, you know, normally I'd do promo and you had your Brisbane Festival performance, or well, which was yeah, something, did, that
0: which that was, was
1: awesome. Mm. But, um, you know, not no discredit, but it was a different band oh, to my album because yes. I could fly in my you know, the dudes mm. on the record. And mind you, the All Brisbane band was amazing. And that's one good thing of COVID is that we've realized just how amazing the homegrown talent is because all the festivals have been 100% Australian and they're amazing and we don't – I think it's going to – I think it has helped us get over our cultural cringe of, well, if they're from somewhere else, they must be better because it's just simply not true.
0: And you're looking forward to being back on stage. I see you've also got another few local uh, gigs coming up. You've got – you're back with George. You mentioned George before coming up at Powerhouse (laughs) in May. Yeah, it's like I planted these
1: seeds last year and they're all blossoming at once, which is beautiful <laughs> and frightening all at once because it's like bonkers busy. And, you know, I think another good thing of COVID was us all going, well, for me anyway, I was like, I don't want to be that busy again. That was too busy. You know, I just finished the four most intense years of my life with com Games and QMF and all of the things.
0: Mm, Brisbane Festival, yep the <laughs> things,
1: Yeah. And then it was like, you know, feast or famine sort of thing, you know, very nothing on and then super crazy busy, but it's all good. I mean, George, George Giggs are just like putting on a comfy pair of PJs, <laughs> played those songs, even though we haven't played in five years,
0: I think, or
1: something like that. We've played those songs literally thousands of times. So they'll just sort of come back I'm sure.
0: And people can also even get a coldie up at the Imperial Hotel I I noticed and see yourself yeah. and some of the family having a good jam. So yeah
1: I've, well I haven't there's, there's not been a shortage of inspiration for songwriting that's for sure. I'm really proud of this new record I've written and my our son Dexter who's 15 is just an unbelievable drummer so he's my new drummer and I'm um, working with Steele Chabot who's an awesome bassist I think he went through the conservatorium about 10 years after me, so he's sort of early 30s. He also studied at Berkeley um, in America. He's a really interesting bass player and producer. So he plays in the Resin Dogs now as well and a few other bands. Um, so, yeah, we're going to premiere tunes at the Imperial Hotel, which is the best pub. Oh, and
0: the U Monday one, okay. Well, that, that links back to Streets of Your Town. I only interviewed Mel Manley there couple of episodes ago, Katie. She was amazing. She is amazing. She's a legend. Mel
1: and Mm. I mean, you know about the charity stuff. Incredible. Not, Mm. but they own the pub and they've come on board, well, in many ways, but they sponsor my free music school, your Monday School of Rock. They sponsor our teenage super band who are called the Feral Cats of Tokyo. (laughs) They're playing at our festival. They've also come on board as sponsors for the festival as um, uh, they've just launched a new gin and um, that gin is going to be our special gin at the festival and, of course, which is, uh, you know, made on site. Beautiful. um, I'm not a beer drinker, but apparently it's a very nice beer, (laughs) Um, an IPA, I think, fancy beer. (laughs) But Craig and Mel are amazing. They're similar. We have very similar ideals in that we're all about community and, making stuff that is good for the community and has a charitable edge to it and a reason beyond just putting something on you know
0: yeah and I'm not I'm not sure you know when you sleep or do these 1500 arts grants I see you're also director of National Folk Festival next year yes
1: goodness yeah well look that was a gig that Came up in the sort of, you know, everyone's watching the gigs last year. Look, basically any good arts gigs that came up last year, everyone applied for them yeah. because we're all desperately needing work. So that was one that I was, that you know, the opportunity came up and I accepted the gig in, I think it was like November or December, but it wasn't announced till February. And it's only one week a month. So I just said, look, I can't give you any more than that. If you're happy to do that, I'm in. But if you want someone a bit more involved time-wise, I can't do it. But they were happy to go with those, that sort of thing. So I'm down on Ngunnawal Country one week a month, but not this month. I said, I can't do April. I'm just a bit too busy. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah, or Ave and Sunshine Sounds Festival. So they're my two sort of, and the George gigs, but mainly, well, Mainly Aave, yeah, anything.
0: I hope that all our Streets of Your Town subscribers can come along to at least one of them, Katie. And uh, I just thank you for giving us hope that the arts can continue at this time. We're seeing little flickers and you're uh, a big, you know, force behind that. Thanks for that.
1: Oh, well, you know, I think COVID taught us many, many, many things. First of all, that we live in paradise and I'm so glad. I live in Queensland. I think Palaszczuk and... Dr. um, Jeanette Young. Jeanette, Mm. she's my hero. (laughs) Like they're just nailing it. They've just nailed it so well for us, you know. But it's been very, very, very tough. But I think what we have realised is how much we desperately do need the arts to understand who we are, why we're here, what we're doing, what's the point of being a human. All of the big things can be explained through books and theatre and music and visual art and dance and all the things that we're desperately missing. And it's my only way of understanding the world is through music and without it I'd be a red-hot mess. So, yeah, I hope the positives that come out of it are that we do realise its importance and that the arts are an essential service obviously they're not in a time of a pandemic you know teachers and ambos and nurses and doctors are at the front line health carers are the the obviously essential workers but the arts are essential in the biggest scheme of things as well particularly for our sense of belonging community and
0: you know obviously mental health so mm. to process what's happened yeah. to us i suppose katie as well just come Mm. together and also forget about what's (laughs) happened to us you know
1: like next saturday when we're premiering all these new works i'm hoping that people will just escape for 80 minutes into a beautiful sound world that brings them peace and solace and and also brings up beautiful images from david's amazing poetry and yeah it's good to question stuff but also it's good to just be in the moment and forget and be in the beauty of art you know like getting lost looking at a painting or getting lost in a good book or a good movie and I mean if we didn't have Netflix what would have happened last year we would have just <laughs> cause, I mean god I've never watched so much Netflix in my life but love you know needed that escape yeah mm,
0: now's the time to go back and be absorbed in the beauty of Ave. Thank you very much, Katie, Yay, for joining us. You. Really appreciate it. Thank you, Ness. That was Katie Noonan speaking to me in the lead-up to the debut performance of her new Australian vocal ensemble, Aave, on Saturday, April 10, at the Queensland Conservatorium Theatre. Streets of Your Town is produced by Nance Haxton, a.k.a. The Wandering Journo, with production assistance from Michael Adams. Website, soyt.substack.com.